0: I think life for for most of us is peppered with some humiliations, Uh, has been for me, I believe I've told you this story before, but when I was in my early and mid-twenties, I was in the commercial real estate industry in Richmond, Virginia, and a year or two into that, I decided that it would be good for me if I could to change firms, and I was very fortunate to get a, a job interview with a very large commercial developer uh, one of their senior executives. So the morning of the interview arrived, I got up, uh, drove to downtown Richmond, parked in the garage under one of the tallest buildings in downtown, took the elevator up, the right floor near the very, very top. Got off, checked in with the receptionist, was invited to the waiting room, was very nervous. And then I heard my name called stood up and shook hands with the senior executive to interview me, and he invited me out of the waiting room down the hall to his office. And I walked into his office, and I was immediately struck by two things. First of all, a bank of windows, ceiling, uh, floor to ceiling, overlooking downtown Richmond, quite impressive. But secondly, I think this man had a taste for minimalism. Um, It's a very simple Unadorned office. Uh, He might have been a neat freak as well. Uh, There was his desk, which was right in the middle of the room, perpendicular to the windows, and a chair, two chairs, one on either side of the desk. Uh, And he said, Have a seat. And again, I was really nervous. It would have behooved me to take another second or two to get a lay of the land. But I sat down, and there was a pause, and I noticed he was still standing in the doorway, and he I looked up, and his head was kind of cocked, looking at me. In all the years that I've worked here, no one has ever come in my office and sat in my chair. (laughs) I might as well have sat on a hot coal. I got up so fast. Um, But it won't surprise you to learn that I did not get the job. So I really have no trouble imagining myself in today's gospel reading. Jesus is at a dinner gathering in the home of a Pharisee, a leading Pharisee we are told, which is to say not just a very prominent religious figure but a prominent social figure as well. And while he's at this dinner gathering, Jesus cannot help observing the behavior of the other guests, particularly how they scramble and maneuver to snag the best seats at the affair. Apparently, there was no assigned seating. Maybe the host just assumed everybody would know where they were supposed to sit. In the biblical world, as well as in first century Mediterranean cultural life, who you ate with and how you ate with them shaped your conception of yourself and your community. Dinner parties were occasions where social standing was made very clear and reinforced with the most prominent guests always, always seated closest to the host. So if you wanted to know your social standing in a particular context or others' perception of your social standing, you would notice where you were seated at any gathering in relation to the host. So here Jesus is at such an occasion— Noticing all of this going on. And he pulls a fairly daring move. Actually kind of socially awkward. He uses the occasion of this dinner party to, t- to tell a little off-kilter parable about another dinner party. It's as if Jesus says, you know, being here at this occasion and observing everything reminds me of another dinner party. Where this guy... Uh, went to a really fancy supper gathering, and he presumptuously sat down next to the host. And the host had to say to him, "Uh, I'm sorry, that seat is not for you. Uh, Your seat is down there. Oh, actually, no, your seat is at the card table in the corner. And Jesus says, well, just imagine how embarrassing that must be to gather up your plate and your drink and slink off in front of everybody else to the lowest place at the party. And he goes on to say, well, you know, it's much better to arrive and sit at the lowest place. It's almost like you got nowhere to go but up from there. And have the host say, no, 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 What are you doing sitting way over there? Come, come, come. I want you close to me. Well, there is a, a tendency in moralistic preaching as well as listening To gloat over the humiliation of the proud. You know, we love stories where the mighty have justly fallen from their prideful perches. But I think that would be a misreading of this parable. Humiliating others is never in keeping with Jesus' character. He's never interested in putting people down. He's always interested in raising people up. The question is, in what way? How? How? through him. So we have to ask as we engage the parable, what is the real motivation for the guests at the dinner party? Which is, after all, an image, a figure representing the kingdom, the kingdom of God. The motivation is this. We want to get close to the host. We want to be welcomed and recognized and enjoyed by the host. Of the dinner party, who is, after all, an image, a figure for God himself. But we're so easily confused about who this God is and how we get close to him, whether we consciously acknowledge it or not. We want to get close to God, and we know, we know from Sunday school or from other sermons to say on our lips, Jesus is the way. It's hard to remember that the way of Jesus is very different from the way life is arranged in typical first century Mediterranean cultural life at a dinner party. Getting close to Jesus is actually very different from buttering up to your boss at work or cozying up to the head of the membership at this or that club you'd like to join or flattering the most popular person in high school so you might get invited to the cool parties. But all that is, in fact, the way our world runs, and it can be very good to us. Many of us are very good, very gifted, very experienced getting the good seats. But Jesus is looking down at the other end of the room, is he not? When I was a child, it seemed that our family, my immediate family, always hosted the larger extended family gatherings, especially at Thanksgiving and Christmas. And when I was a little child, always I was seated at that card table in the corner of the dining room with my little brother, Bill. Never occurred to me to resent that seating placement. Never occurred to me to scramble ahead of everybody else and try to sit next to my mother or my father ahead of my aunt or my uncle or my grandparents. You can all relate to this. I was thinking about this yesterday. Those gatherings, very often, if not every time that I can remember, uh, my dad would, at some point in the meal, call Bill and me over to stand next to his chair, and he would engage us in conversation in front of everybody else, sort of a way of bringing us up higher, because he was my dad. He loved us, and he was proud of us. And there are several places in the Gospels, where Jesus encourages us to embrace the unpretentiousness of little children, he says, "Be like them." But we become adults, and the right chair matters to us. Just ask me. With my colleagues, uh, we have a little sitting room outside of my office, and um, you know, somebody sits in my chair. It's hard for me not to make note of that or say something. It's my chair. Who cares? How do we get close to Jesus? Maybe it's easier for us to get close to grabbing the ring of success in life than it is being grabbed by the grace that we call abundant life. And so here today we, we are uh, at the start of another program year at St. George's. There's so much happening around here. Uh, but I always want us asking when we get to this point in the year, what, it, what might be different this year for you in your journey with Christ, in your spiritual life? What might it look like more specifically to embrace more of the spirituality of a child, one of unpretentious dependence and transparency of heart, taking our lowly place before the King who is also our Father. You see, I think the straight-line connection we are supposed to see in today's gospel reading is between the humble and the honest heart and closeness to Jesus. He wants us to come to him without pretense, to trust him with the deepest and even the darkest, darkest secrets of our hearts. And it strikes me, too, that so many of the great spiritual writers in the Christian tradition identify this fundamental paradox of the human condition. Because what we hunger for more than anything else in life, when you get right down to it, is to be fully known and completely loved as we really are. That's our deepest desire and greatest need. And yet, here's the paradox, at the same time, that is our deepest fear that we might be fully known as we really are. And so we jockey for the right seats, perhaps as a way to satisfy that hunger. But Jesus says, no, 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 no. He says, let the little children come to me. Jesus says, come to me, all you who are weary and carrying heavy burdens. Jesus says, you who are humble in heart and honest about your life, who feels seated at other tables when you want better seats. And maybe that's even true here in the church. No, no, no. You come next to me. My friend, come up higher. Sit with me. So again, the question is, what does that look like, practically speaking, in your life, in my life? Well, how about daily, just praying, Lord Jesus, help me to come clean with you really, and trust that I can do so. Here's another tip that I often offer you. (laughs) How about just making another commitment that this here, Sunday worship, is the central activity of your week? This being the venue where our notions of flourishing are transformed from successful maneuvering to the top of the heap, instead to the foot of the cross. Because we are never closer to Christ than when we come before him stripped of pretense, fully confessional, that our lives may be filled with all kinds of things that get us wayward with God, wayward with the world, wayward even with our true identity, but trusting that this is precisely when we are standing closest to God, for this is when we stand closest to the cross. For the most real and the most low in us is met and redeemed by the most real and low in God that we might be raised through Christ to the highest. My friends, the gospel is not a job interview. It is not about snagging the good seats. It is about a humble presentation of our lives just as they are before the one who already knows us better than we know ourselves, who has already redeemed us the blood of his cross, and who sits himself at the right hand of God and invites us always, always to join him there.